0: Hi, Tony here, and today I want to talk a little bit about the child stage of maturity. Well, that's the series that we're in right now, and specifically finding comfort and the importance of comfort. This is new to me, so I'm sure there are many other people that can talk a lot more on how important comfort is and how we find it um, and how we comfort ourselves, but it, it really is relatively new to me, and you, you might be saying, well, where does this kind of fit into the overall child stage of maturity. And, you know, two places uh, stand out to me where it really fits in. And one of those is one of the first tasks, as I talked about a few weeks ago in the podcast, was it's a child's task to ask for what's needed and say what one thinks and feels. Child level task, right? So by the age of 12, we should be able to know what we need and articulate that appropriately to the people around us. Um, It's it's the community's job to teach us how to do that well and allow us to express our needs, right? To allow us to have needs. And, you know, I realized that growing up, I, I really didn't feel like I was allowed to have needs. I felt like if I had emotional needs, they were usually shamed. I was shamed for having them and i i kind of learned to just suppress them or shut them down pretty quickly and live in my thinking and my acting modes and pretty much live that way and so i honestly think i convinced myself that i didn't even need much comfort and Thankfully, when early on in my life, I I was introduced to journaling and started journaling, and that's when I started delving into my emotions because I did have a lot of them. So I wasn't really good at suppressing them at all, even though I tried really hard to do so. And journaling became a way for me to connect to God, connect to myself, and share my feelings and find a space for comfort. But I rarely engage with others in that space. So my husband and I have been talking a lot about this lately, uh, learning to give and receive comfort and what that looks like. And the idea first came across our path probably about seven years ago after suffering some tremendous losses in our business and our personal life. And we were, we just felt so broken and one of our counselors said to us you know have you ever received comfort from one another and we looked at each other like what in the world is that and our counselor went went on to say that you know they found a lot of comfort in their their partner their spouse by just laying their head in their lap and the the spouse would kind of run his fingers through her hair or her her fingers through his hair and and the 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 spa, the laying down spouse would just be able to share kind of what was on their heart and talk about it and And it reminded me of when I was a teenager, um, my boyfriend at the time, who is my husband now, uh, would massage my shoulders. And as he massaged my shoulders, I would let out everything that happened to me during the day and how hard work was. And I remembered, oh, that was very comforting to me. But there I was, 40 plus years, finally identifying that that was comforting and that we did give and receive comfort. We just didn't know that that's what that was. So our children are now 11 and 12, as or 12 and 13, as I've stated um, in previous podcasts. And so they're ending this stage of child-level maturity where they should be able to articulate what they need and how they're feeling. And so they've been listening to my husband. And I talk about these, these topics and talk about comfort and how important it is. And, and I've been talking to them about, you know, it looks like you need comfort. Is that something you would like right now? And, and would you like it in the form of a hug, for example? And My son inevitably just crumbles into my arms when I say that, and so he's been paying attention to moments when he needs comforting, and it's just beautiful to see them learning this early on what they need and how to ask for it, and the other night was just an amazing conversation around the dinner table about this because as we were talking about it, um, my, my daughter said, you know, Mom, I don't know any of my friends at school that could actually provide me comfort if I needed it. She said, I I just don't. Like, I wouldn't go to any of them with any of my problems. And that kind of makes me sad. And she said, but I think they come to me pretty regularly. You know, and part of that, I'm sure, has to do with her personality. And we'll talk a little bit about what else it has to do with. But it was just fascinating to me that she could articulate that. And then my son chimed in very similarly, saying that most of his friends probably would not be able to comfort him either. And we talked a little more about that. And as we talked, they discussed how their friends really don't have emotional language and they really don't know how to talk about their feelings. And that if they were to share how they were feeling, they thought that their friends would probably just change the subject um, or walk away or just not even know how to respond. And we continued to talk about that. Of course, it was eye-opening for them to make that realization. And we did, I did ask them, you know, my husband and I kind of coached them in, well, who else do you have in your life besides your friends, right? And they identified their sisters and their grandparents and of course my husband and I. And So they could see that they were surrounded by people that they could go to for comfort, but they were just noticing that it wasn't their friends. And one of the things that we pointed out was that their friends, hopefully, you know, are learning how to take care of their own needs, right? That's what this whole stage of life is about, is learning to care for oneself. So they're not quite at the stage of development yet where they can care for each other, So it would make sense that their friends were not able to maybe offer this level of comfort to them yet because they haven't even biologically come to the age to where they can begin doing that. So they're right there, right? 12 and 13. They're right at that age where their friends, hopefully in the next few years, will be learn and well, they will be learning how to do that for their friends and their friends will be learning how to do that for them. But very, very new biological thinking in their minds, developmental thinking of thinking of doing this with friends and offering that to friends. And that was a beautiful thing to see their little minds working on that and how it applies in their own world. Another task that is involved in child stage maturity, which I think requires a lot of comfort, is where comfort fits in, is the idea that our children are supposed to develop enough persistence to do hard things. And the the parent or the community is supposed to challenge them and encourage them to do difficult tasks that they don't really feel like doing. And uh, to me, that's the epitome of needing comfort, right? When you have to do something that you really don't want to do, it's hard. It's very hard. And honestly, what I've experienced with all of my children is that growing up and building the skills necessary to care for yourself well, and then to care for another human well, simultaneously, even not even a child that you sacrificially care for, but just having to care for yourself well and care for another human requires so much stretching and so much growing. And it's hard. It's really hard. And if there is no comfort along that journey, it's going to be overwhelming. And joy helps give us the what we need for that journey too, right? That I'm glad to be with you no matter what. So I'm glad to be with you even though you think this is hard right now. I'm glad to be with you even though you're angry about having to do this right now. I'm still glad to be with you. So that's, that's the joy component. And I think the comfort component for me is it's just so physical. Comfort says, you know, would you like a hug right now? Uh, It's a touch on the arm for my kids. um, And that touch can say so much. You know, a touch on their shoulder can just say, you've got this. I'm here for you. You're not alone. So, yeah, when I think of comfort, I think very physical um, attributes to it. At least in my family, that's what it looks like. I, I was thinking about my daughter. She is not a touch person. And she's a high introvert and I'm, you know, I'm thinking what gives her comfort and that'll make for a great conversation. Um, But part of me thinks that, yeah, giving that space for her to just share her emotions gives her comfort because uh, she needs to know that um, she has a space and that it's okay to have needs. And so I think maybe that, that in and of itself is just comforting for her to be able to share in a safe space what she's feeling and know that she's not going to be shut down or judged um so anyway those are those are the two those are the those two maturity tasks that i think are directly connected to the child's stage of life that have to do with um comfort that was just something i wanted to share today the, the importance of comfort and how hard it is to realize that we need it because honestly and we talked about this as a family you know what do we normally do when we want comfort Well, I mean, if you're me, I'm probably eating chocolate before I even realize I need comfort, right? I go to my comforting, uh, physical comforting things, and everyone's going to go to different things, right? Sometimes when I need comfort, I end up working harder. Sometimes um, I'll watch TV if i need comfort and i don't even realize it because before i know what i'm feeling i'm already acting to suppress that feeling if that makes sense and we call those numbing behaviors right a feeling stirs within us we really don't want to feel that feeling cuz it's not that fun and so we we numb it we medicate it we do something to make the feeling go away or at least temporarily it usually doesn't make it go away permanently but for the moment it'll feel good right and so we want to make sure that we're not just engaging in numbing behaviors when we need comfort, but we actually realize we need it. So thankfully, I think I'm in a place in life where if I'm eating that chocolate, I also am asking myself, well, what's going on inside right now, Tony? Are you lonely? Do you need comfort, right? Are you sad? Do you need a journal? Like, what, what do you really need that might help you express the feeling you have or receive what it is that you need to receive? And then I try to go get that. So sometimes it's a both and, it's eating and uh, working it through, or it's having a cup of coffee with a good friend um, and being able to enjoy both of those things together, as opposed to just the numbing behavior. Yeah. And learning to receive is actually an infant level maturity stage. And I didn't, I haven't talked about infant level stage yet because all of my children were, were done with that stage. Um, well, you're never done with that stage. I don't think, I think we, we continue to, um, love into that area of our brain that still needs to be loved as infants and and matured, but we don't have any babies around us right now. So, um, haven't done a podcast on that yet, but, that's actually a, a, an infant level um, developmental task is learning to receive from others. And and that was something, as you can imagine, we've had to work on, my husband and I, as a, as a couple and as individuals as well and uh, helping our children grow in that area. So, all right. Well, I hope that this has um, just been comforting to you today and um, hope it sparked some imagination and creativity around how do you receive? comfort? Is it a hug from someone? Is it a touch on your shoulder? Is it a a loving look in your eye that says, I see you, I hear you? Is it someone saying, man, you've got this, you've got this? Or is it coffee um, and and just sharing your heart with someone or journaling that out? Or is it a massage from a good friend that allows you to just share everything while you're getting a massage? What does comfort look like for you? Hope this helps you live more joy-filled and Jesus-led. Bye for now.